0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all.
1: Welcome back to The Messy Truth, Conversations on Photography. Today I'm chatting to the brilliant Arielle Bob-Willis. For Arielle, photography is the space where she can be her complete self. It's a refuge from adversity and for that reason she is fiercely protective of the medium. Her work uses the materiality of the human body to express her deepest emotions. It's bold, beautiful and intriguing. I'm excited to chat to her today about her relationship to photography how she uses it to face adversity, and the realities of being a young image maker working today.
2: Well, I grew up in New York, New York City and like upstate New York, like outside the city, my parents were divorced. So my dad lived in the city, my mom lives outside the city. So I kind of had the best of both worlds, like the suburbs and the city, you know, vibe. So I was going back and forth a lot of my childhood. Um, But my dad would bring me to a lot of art galleries, a lot of museums, obviously. He taught me and my brothers kind of how to respect art and artists. And it was just natural to me, like to just look up to painters and artists. He's really big on like Basquiat and um, Keith Herring And he kind of grew up in that time during, you know, in New York City where they were alive and he saw them. And you know what I mean? Like he was, that's like his era. And so I kind of grew up always, again, respecting painters, artists and just valuing what they do yeah so then I moved to South Carolina um, when I was 14 for high school and that's when I like found out about photography I was randomly placed in a digital imaging course like kind of last minute like here just do it and that's where I learned about basics of photography and just like f-stop aperture all that but during that time moving from New York to a very small one horse town in South Carolina, um, just very like retirement community vibes. Um, and so it was a really big change for me. And I didn't have like the right resources to get through something like that. So that was the start of like a five year, like deep depression that came about. At the time, I was always taking pictures. You know, I started in that class and then it kind of just, I kept with it. And I didn't really understand why I kept taking pictures. I just knew that I had to and I just kept doing it. Also because I felt pretty much isolated in that town. Um, People didn't really understand where I was coming from or what I valued. As a kid, you don't really know yourself and I didn't and I was trying desperately to and photography became a place where I could be present and kind of just focus on something that was creative and like a healthy outlet for me you know because I feel like with depression you're kind of stuck in the past or thinking about things that have happened to you and then anxiety kind of you're always in the future um, thinking about what could happen and Photography at that time allowed me to just focus on like what I could do in the moment of, you know, me taking pictures. And I started taking pictures of my little brothers and sisters and and just flowers and my friends (laughs) because I was nervous to take pictures of other people and ask people to like do an actual photo shoot. And um, yeah, and that's where it kind of blossomed. And then, yeah, I moved to New Orleans for college. That's kind of where... I was able to express myself as freely as I wanted and I wasn't golded for it or labeled as like weird or outsider or whatever. And um, I feel like... My mom is from New Orleans, so my ancestors there, And you know, I feel like I was going back to my roots and learning a lot about myself there. And I kind of try to find New Orleans in every place that I live now to shoot, um, because that's where it all began. Um, And I feel like you could definitely see the influence of New Orleans in my work as well. But yeah, so that's kind of like my background of like location is is very important to me because, you know, in New York, when I was a kid, I learned about, you know, abstract art and I was really introduced into that world really early. And then with South Carolina, I learned about how to, you know, the the basics of photography and what I could possibly, you know, how that could help me emotionally. And then in New Orleans, I kind of learned about how I could put that into like practice and really like let go and do whatever I want, you know, with my photography. So so yeah, that's kind of
1: my background. (laughs) I think what's so powerful about your work is that it feels like it's such a true manifestation of your life experiences. Like every single element you've really thought through and every single aspect of your process is kind of tied to these experiences that you have and how you kind of move in the world. And I've read uh, an interview with you where you were saying that it's just such a therapeutic medium for you. And so I wondered if we could start by kind of unpicking the role of the body in your images and that kind of sense of contortion and sort of a discomfort in motion and how that taps into your kind of experience in the world?
2: Well, I'm definitely inspired by all the uncomfortable positions I've been in, obviously. (laughs) Um, But when I moved to New Orleans for college, I couldn't afford school anymore. So I was Working in retail for a while, and I got well on my way. Like on my way home from work, I was on my bike, and I got hit by a car, and I tore a ligament in my um, shoulder. And during that time, I didn't have a lot of free time because you know bills, working retail, I had rent. I I was just working retail basically. I didn't have a lot of time to shoot. I didn't have a lot of time to like sit and like think about things. And so after I got hit by the car I was they said you have to be you know bed rest for six weeks and I was like wow six weeks of like no work like I just can do whatever I want so obviously for the first couple weeks I was like in my bed and it kind of forced me just like now in quarantine it's the same thing you kind of forced to like confront yourself and confront what you like and what you who you are and all these things because you're just like in your house sitting can't really move do much and so after that, I was like, OK, I have this time to just kind of there's so much free time. So I had my kind of harness, you know, around my shoulder and everything. And I started what you guys see today, basically through the pain of like the lig- my ligament being torn. It was it was hard and it wasn't it didn't feel comfortable. But um, I started shooting um, everything I do now. So I just kind of used what I could at the time and I kind of worked through that pain so I feel like it came through in the images of like the uncomfortable feeling I was enduring at the time but it was kind of the first time that I ever was feeling like so much there was so much negativity going on around me with my with everything and I kind of like pushed through it, it was the first time I never really like let it like the depression and everything kind of take over I just kind of fought through it And so I think with movement and the body, you can kind of, I think it comes through just because of how it all started, I feel with who I am and, you know, through my depression and through getting, you know, into the accident and everything, I like started this whole just my work and just for me to make myself feel better and make myself feel healthy and, you know, feel good. And so I feel like through movement and through everything really in the work, you could kind of maybe see that time in my life where I was actually hurting while shooting (laughs) yeah so yeah it it comes through I think
1: yeah what I love is the tension in the body and and sometimes the read is kind of that the body's a shelter and it's sort of protecting itself and then other times it feels like it's just really exposed yeah the tension is just so powerful in the images I really love them I think they're great thank you
2: yeah I feel that tension I think we all do at some point feel the tension of wanting to like move past something maybe negative that you've experienced in your life, you know, like trying to be positive through the negative things you've experienced, like moving forward, moving on like that. That's all that's, you know, a universal feeling and that tension is kind of always there throughout life. Like it comes in and out, but I feel like that's how I see my work right now. At least, you know, I feel like obviously it changes over time. But right now, that's what I'm moving forward and kind of that's where I'm at, at least how I see it for myself.
1: <laughs> you style a lot of your shoots, right? Or you, you style kind of all of your personal work?
2: Yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I go to uh, like um, thrift stores and 99 cent stores and just like garage sales and stuff like that <laughs> and just find whatever I can. Because I feel like obviously in Goodwill and those kind of places you can find the strangest things or just like random stuff that you maybe
1: won't come across like every day. It's like fun to experiment, you know? Yeah. It feels like really experimental work. It feels like I I imagine you have a lot of fun when you're shooting. It feels like there's a real sense of playfulness about the work, even though it's coming from, you know, you know, its origin was kind of a painful place.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of my time. Like shooting is different for everyone. Um, but for me, it's definitely a time where I can just kind of just be myself, like, fully. I can just do whatever I want, like, not... I, I don't give myself any limitations because I feel like for so long, through depression anxiety, you kind of create these imaginary limits, like, on what... who you can be and, and, and what you can do, you know? So I feel like photography gave me that, like, confidence. Just be whatever I want and not care what shooting is. It's scary because you you put this whole thing together and you I think any photographer can kind of relate is like you can you put this whole thing together and you have to ask for people and and then tell them location and time and then you have to get the clothes and then they show up and it's like, oh, I have to direct you. And it's it's kind of scary, but it's always, like, worth it in the end. Do you plan much
1: out before you shoot, or is it completely organic when you're on set? Uh,
2: I, like, have, like, some ideas, usually, like, two to five or something. And maybe, like, one will work, or all of them will work, or none will work. <laughs> it never goes exactly how I think it will, you know? So
1: That's kind if- of the best thing about photography, though, right? It's, like the unpredictable and what you what you're not planning for is always kind of what is the most exciting bit about it
2: yeah exactly that's my favorite thing I definitely respect like street photographers like people who kind of get like amazing beautiful shots kind of that aren't set up you know that are just like whoo like you know did that just come come to the photographer you know so I I love that aspect of photography like I obviously with my iPhone like every day trying to get something interesting and um I feel like the world kind of like gives that to you every day if you just kind of look hard enough you know but that's like my favorite uh and just like the because I because the people I shoot is are usually not like models you know they're not like people who do this for a living and every day you know what I mean they're I start off with my friends who are just like very sweet and nice enough to like do the crazy stuff that i asked them to um and but like once i kind of got some some images going i started asking people on instagram and they were i usually ask people who weren't you know who i I like getting people out of their comfort zone and feeling that like uncomfortable vibe of like what a photo shoot is like because i feel like it comes off and i just it just is nice to for people to let their ego go for a bit and kind of step into like a different world for a second and then go back to what they were doing (laughs) you know it's like interesting to me kind of
1: yeah I think that speaks volumes of definitely like just some of the positions like the body movements and the gestures that you manage to get I think a lot of that comes from the fact that they're not dancers or trained athletes doing this they're like as you said, they're like friends. They're like real people who are kind of pushing themselves physically for you as part of that collaboration.
2: Yeah. Like we're both working together to do, And it's, yeah, and people are surprised. They're like, that's me. I'm like, yeah, that's you. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you did that. Like that was you. Like it's, interesting it's really it's fun yeah it's fun
1: how do you get into the right state of mind to create your best work are you somebody who you kind of need to be in a real zone do you have any kind of processes to get you into that zone or are you just much more kind of chill in your approach
2: I like to reread like journal entries and stuff like that before I shoot I like to like write down specific words that I'm feeling at the time. I have a Tumblr that I, I really love. Tumblr is kind of also when I was in South Carolina, like doing, you know, just starting photography and figuring out like that was the place. I know Tumblr is not like the coolest thing now, but it's like big thing for me just because it's kind of a visual diary of what I've enjoyed, like images I've enjoyed since I was like 13. You know, it's nice to like have that there. So I usually look on Tumblr and look at the images and it's usually just kind of abstract like paintings and like abstract expressionism and fauvism and things like that. I really love um, Matisse and Jacob Lawrence. I love painters. If I could paint, I would paint like my photos and you know like that's what I would try to paint. I religiously look at paintings every day like all the time. It's just something I'm really interested in and i I've tried to paint and it's just not my thing. <laughs> I was just about to
1: ask you.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah it's not my my favorite thing just because it's, I, I'm, I think it, I don't have enough patience. I feel like with photography, it's like instant, like I could create yeah. something instantly. And with painting, it's very like slow, I think. I don't know. I think it's just not my thing.
1: <laughs> no, I feel the patience thing for sure. I'm exactly the same.
0: Yeah. There's something
1: about that instantaneous um, ability that photography has, which is very appealing.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe it's of the times. I don't know. Because like Instagram yeah. and stuff, you know,
1: so I don't know. True. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned kind of uh, Jacob Lawrence there. And I know I've read that sister Gertrude Morgan was also kind of a big influence for you. I wondered if you could talk a little bit about the influences that you have that are rooted in kind of black painters. When I moved from New Orleans, back to New York
2: and then going to into my dad's apartment and seeing these things again I was like wow like why did I move so far away from this you know th- like this part of my life and so coming back to it it was really like eye-opening I'm like wow yeah I remember that I remember seeing this and I, it kind of like exploded in my mind like why have I drifted so far away from like my roots or like when it comes to what I grew up respecting and seeing Um, I think it's because the curriculum obviously is not really for us sometimes you know for
1: it's super whitewashed exactly
2: (laughs) you know yes exactly
1: when you realize all the incredible artists that aren't included in art history you feel like why did I even bother yeah
2: exactly so it was kind of frustrating but it was also amazing that I had this information for myself that I could use I feel really proud to be in this kind of Growing up and, and shooting right now and creating during this time because it's like so interesting to go online and see every day so many you know interesting views on the world and and how people can create their own world and I, I'm forever forever just like I'm I admire just everyone who's you know courageous enough to not hold back and and express themselves as much as they want and because I feel powerful and confident and beautiful when I do it. And I just want everyone to be able to kind of feel that as well. Like people who look like me, you know, people who are my age, women, like everyone should be able to feel that way. You can just create and put out, put out whatever you want and, you know, grow your own, you know, following growing, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just like freedom, like artistic freedom. I feel like you can just do whatever you want. And that's what I found with the internet obviously like the internet is like a big you know it's a big influence on like everyone you know so i feel like it's
1: a great time (laughs) i'm having fun i'm having a good time i'm pleased about that that's exciting i i totally agree i think that in the internet and social media is such a leveler and it's so powerful for artists to have their own audience now but do you as like a, a young artist do you still feel pressure to like impress or be part of certain institutions or certain publications do you still feel that pressure or is it something like you don't worry about because you're kind of cultivating more of your own audience and following it's like 50 50 kind of
2: because think about like what tyler did with vogue like vogue is a big institution and everything but it's like him you know participating in that institution helped other like so many other people you know what I mean it's 50 50 because if a publication asks me to like change who I was completely and shoot something completely weird that is not me then that's where I draw the line when it comes to publications really that if I if I'm going to be in something I'd want it to just be like purely what I am and who I am you know what I mean so um I think when it comes to working with these institutions and publications and everything it's just best to kind of like stay true to who you are and not really have like two separate
1: identities I guess yeah you're listening to the messy truth conversations on photography you kind of talked about how photography is kind of like a salvation for you and it's like a form of self-care in some ways and I wondered like how do you push past the inevitable sort of challenges that come up just being like an artist and a creative in this time. Like how do you cope and what what do you do when things don't come together as you kind of hoped? I don't want to force
2: anything or um, criticise myself. Like photography has always been a place for me to feel the most. I've always been super confident. Like that's, it's kind of weird saying out loud. It's like, oh, I'm so confident. It's like, <laughs> but I, I felt like so sure like I felt so so sure about this is I didn't feel sure like oh everyone's gonna love it it's more just like I felt so it was so clear that I had to do it like I just had to continue to do it and there's no like oh because it's just because I had it's it's something I have to do it's something I need it's something it's just a place that I that I don't have to criticize myself like oh if I didn't get what I wanted it's like I'm not gonna kill you know like beat myself up for it this is not that's not the place you know maybe in school if I didn't ace a test like oh yeah maybe that I would be like oh you know but photography for me it's just a place of like I don't know it's a place for me to not judge myself for once and kind of just allow myself to be free and open you know we're criticized every day for everything and and um And I think people criticize themselves just because the world kind of puts that on us in a way. And I feel like everyone deserves to have like that time in that spot or whatever to just like not do that. And I kind of set that aside when it comes to photography. And and I think that's what makes me keep wanting to do it. Like if it became a a place where I was like I have to be the best and I have to win and I have to get money all the time and, and do and, and, and it's like it ruins the whole thing of why I and I I don't know it just ruins it so I, I I'm really good at, at keeping that, that part of my life just like it's it's just a fun wonderful thing that I have and I don't want to water it down I don't want to make it into something that it it's not for me because of someone else's opinion. It's a place for myself to feel great. So that's really what I what I what I think about it. Yeah, what I yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that. I think that's so powerful and it's so refreshing to hear because I think it's really hard to protect your art in that way. With, with mm-hmm. how much, like, competition and, like, kind of bullshit is out there, tr- you know, in society, trying to make you feel these negative thoughts. So I think that's so powerful that you work hard to protect it and make it that space for you, that sort of calm space where you can just be free. It's, yeah, it's amazing.
2: Yeah, people are always trying to put that, you know, like, oh, they copied. It. I'm like, what? Like, art is whatever. Like, oh, I, like, no one can like shoot colorful stuff now. Like what? I don't know. It's like it's, it's like, oh yeah, I have the I can no one else can be colorful but me. That's it. Like what? Like what? Like everyone does it differently. It's fine. Like it's okay. There's a lot
1: yeah. of uh, uptight vibes for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well I wanted to ask you because you've been taking on more and more commissions now in the last sort of few years and more kind of editorial. And I wonder how you're navigating these different contexts for your work while staying true to who you are.
2: Yeah, that, the, like, commission stuff is, like, definitely something I'm really, really, really learning about, Um, just because when I, obviously I started off, like, wanting to do more gallery, like, I wanted to be, I never I mean, I never I want being in magazines would be fun and everything. But I really started off like doing gallery stuff and just showing my work in that way, in that light. And also, like I had 100 percent control over every aspect of the photos, you know, (laughs) Yeah. which is like the best thing in the world. And um, when I'm learning how to work with people, because it's just me, the sun and my subject like that's all I do and I don't I'm not like a gear person I don't know I don't have lighting things and (laughs) I just have my camera and like you know doing these things they're like what lighting do you need do you need four assistants do you need seven um (laughs) art directors and 14 like (laughs) like I'm like oh uh, like I don't really because I'm very like self-sufficient in that way where I just kind of like I'll just hold a bag and I'll do it if you want. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very interesting. I like that I'm working with people now because it's just like another layer to like the photography world. Like it's another layer where I can continue to learn and be uncomfortable and and just do things that I would never do. And I think it's teaching me how to like speak up more and to really um, vocalize what I want. So I'm slowly building a team of people, like very slowly building a team because I feel like on these big sets and everything, I've noticed that people don't understand that how sensitive photography is to me and how much of a passion it is it sounds that sounds dramatic, but like it, it, how much <laughs> how much, you know, it, it means. It means like the world, like the world to me. So having people who are just like, whatever, you know, I can't I need people who are just as passionate and sensitive to the fact that this is like again, like a safe space, a creative space, a a place where I could just like do whatever I want, you know, when it comes to like creating and not feel judged again because again people do and question especially I've I've learned on set just a lot of people have questioned what I wanted which sucked it's just like a weird thing to to have to like fight for like something you, you were hired to do it's very strange like yeah you know it's like oh you know I you know people saying like just being very I'm young I'm a woman I'm black <laughs> I get it man like you're like so much older than me like you've been doing this for a long time and you're like why is she the f-? you know I don't know.
1: feel like you faced a lot of that do you feel like you face yeah. a lot of like ageism and stuff?
2: Yeah definitely that definitely.
1: Sad. I thought that had really started to change a bit.
2: <laughs> like I feel like I've protected my work internally, like for myself, but now I'm learning to fight for my work externally and speak up and and to these like big client people and it's like, uh, like I don't wanna I, I'm trying to learn like how to just keep my work safe, but also like it's a collaboration, so keep their values as well. Yeah. And so it's It's an ongoing like I don't I hope people I just you don't just like become a photographer and then, you know, everything about the industry and what (laughs) what I feel like it's a people like people business, I guess. And people are everyone is different and you meet so many different personalities and so many people have so many thoughts on on what your work is means to them, which may not mean what it means to you, which is okay, And yeah, so it's like a lot to think about. And last year was like the first year that I ever really did like travel and did stuff like that. So I learned a ton. And I feel like with each year, I know this year is going to be weird because it's with the virus and everything. So it's very slow. But like last year, I learned a lot about just like I made a lot of mistakes. So I feel like that's good, you know, like
1: fail fast, (laughs) like do it. Yeah. What you said earlier is so powerful. Like you're learning to speak up and that, that I think is probably the number one, like best lesson you can learn Mm -hmm. just to advocate for yourself, to advocate for your vision, for your work and feel confident and powerful in doing that because that you're right. That is why people hire you. They want you, they want your work, but there's always lots of people sort of sandwich between the person who commissions you and you who you have to then navigate. And it sounds like, you know, it's really fascinating to hear you talk about, like, the, the education process around that, because I feel like people... Don't think about that. Yet so many people have the exact same experience as you. And I know I did when I was starting out. Like I would turn up on set and feel like I needed to know everything. And if yeah. I didn't understand how this piece of gear worked or uh, what the hierarchy was, I was just like shitting myself the whole time that someone right. would think I didn't belong because I didn't know everything. Right. And then, you know, you lo- you do learn so fast. And in the first few years, you can't even remember being that person when you look back because you know, being on set is such an intense experience and you're learning continually. And, and that, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years and every time I go on set, I still learn stuff. I certainly, I might have a lot more confidence, but I'm certainly always learning. And that's kind of what I love about it. But Mm -hmm. I think it's so powerful for you to share that experience because there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of young photographers now getting bigger jobs than they would have like maybe a decade ago. Um, You know, there's a real shift in the industry and people are supporting or they're definitely commissioning younger talent. And I think you you can't expect to know everything, even if you've got amazing work at a young age. So, yeah, I'm really pleased you shared that because I think that will really resonate for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, no, I'm so open to talking about like, you know, it's good to ask questions like it doesn't mean you're I mean, I feel like people are scared to ask questions or for sure. Like, like scared to be like, what's that? What is this? Or like, you know, I want to know as much as I and I photo assisted and I went through the ranks of like just doing all the heavy lifting and and everything like that and working for other people, which is really good, too, to just kind of like see, you know, or make mistakes kind of there as well. It's it's kind of weird to say it's good to make mistakes. Like, I don't know, it's it's good to to learn from them at least it definitely is yeah definitely
1: I wanted to ask you because you just had this huge cover story come out in the New York Times magazine for their music issue right yeah what was (laughs) that experience like those pictures are incredible
2: thank you um it was really 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 fun it was just I was I was really nervous like hands shaking nervous to like meet all of them but once they like walk into the room, I'm like, "Oh, you're like <laughs> you're like a person who <laughs> who like works really hard and did what they had to do. Like that's yeah. cool." You know what I mean? Like, "Oh, I know people I worked really hard and I did what I did, so that's cool." Like you get it. Like, you know what I mean? It was really it made it was it was nice like and everyone was really cool and I th- I was obviously nervous to ask people to, to like do certain things, but I kind of like just that just kind of went away. Cause I was like, this is the one shot you have with this one person, you know, just do whatever, just, just go for it. Like, who cares? Yeah. Do what I do, like get into that zone again of like, this is just the person you're back in New York. You're just shooting. It's fine. Ari, I'll do it. Like <laughs> I had to like get my mind together for it, but <laughs> it was, um, it was fun. It was just a big, you know, it was a lot of shooting in like a little amount of time. And, um, but it was really fun and i had a really really good team this time like everyone was just like took what i said and like really like did everything i really wanted and yeah it was just like a really good time honestly yeah it was fun <laughs>
1: when when i saw it i did feel like cuz i followed your work for a long time and it did feel like a real true manifestation of who you are but in an editorial context
2: yeah like it was the time cuz the times is like I think it was a good collab, definitely. You know what I mean? Like you could, yeah. I feel like the Times is very like respected journalist, journalism, like, you know, no editing of the photo. Like this is what has happened in this moment. You know what I mean? Like that is like what the Times is. You know what I mean? And and also shooting faces, like portraits and that. Because I feel like my work is still portraits in my eye. Like I feel like I take portraits of people, even though it may not be what a portrait is like usually like seen as like oh a person looking at the camera and you know what I mean like yeah I feel like I I feel like it was just like a good combination of the two of me and the times and they they're photo people so they know you know like what yeah. it's like um no yeah it was a beautiful opportunity
1: it was just really fun it was really fun so just to finish up I'm curious about what you want people to take away from your work when they experience it is that something you kind of think about a lot
2: working through depression working through like living with depression living with that and using my photos as like you know a therapy uh, a healthy kind of coping mechanism and everything I feel like I've learned that like happiness and it's kind of not it's not like the absence of like fully it's kind of when the pain doesn't really affect your self-worth I think that's like what I've learned through my work like that's something I feel I take with me everywhere that you know I'm still like I feel confident in myself even through hard times and even through just adversity I feel like it's that's what my work kind of represents is like pushing through adversity pushing through things that might have just held you back for a bit within like who you are that's what it's for for me at least you know yeah, so, yeah. yeah
1: well thank you so much for your time today it's been so great speaking to you and finding out more about your work I really appreciate it of course yeah this was fun thanks for listening to the messy truth You can find more information about today's guests in the show notes. Theme music is changed by Judd Greenstein from the album Awake and design is by Ruby White. You can follow updates on the podcast on my Instagram at jemfletcher or subscribe to my newsletter at jemfletcher.com. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts.